Hey there, and welcome to Lively Conversations brought to you by Table 112. Whether you're at the table, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope to inspire meaningful talks about life between parents and teens. I invite you to subscribe and share if you like the show. I'm your host, Dana Williams, and I am delighted to introduce you to my guest today. Dr. Deline Mushalak is a full-time physician, associate program director, best-selling author, personal development coach, motivational speaker, and entrepreneur. Phew. But her favorite role is being the mother of the Tripsies. That's Luke, Ethan, and Alina. And she's a wife to her amazing husband of 11 years, Matthew. Her goal is to help other working moms find happiness and balance by sharing tips about family, faith, fitness, and fulfillment. Now, this conversation that we have about going back to school and making the healthiest decision for your family is not medical advice, and it should not take the place of your physician. Our goal is always to spark meaningful talks about life between parents and teens, and sometimes those teens should include your healthcare provider, so we encourage you to seek them out. Let's jump into my lively conversation with Dr. D. Welcome to the show, Dr. D. I'm so glad you're here with us today. We always love to start lively conversations with an irrelevant icebreaker question. So today my question for you is, if you could start a secret society, what kind of secret society would you start? Well, hello, hello, first of all. Um, but the secret society I would start would probably be a clothing secret society. Yeah. That you can wear whatever you want because, you know, we have a tendency to go with the trends. And I know each one of us has a style that may be out of style right now that we're like, oh man, if only I could go back to that style. And then you can come to the meetings in whatever trend you want to wear and nobody will judge you. That's awesome. That's (laughs) awesome. Anything goes. I love it. All right. So Dr. T, tell us a little bit about yourself. We want to hear about you, your family, your practice. Yeah. So I'm Dr. Deline Michelag, also known as Dr. D Mama 3. And um, I am currently in St. Louis, Missouri. I was born in Guyana, South America to um, pastors, to pastor parents. You know, it was amazing growing up. But my sister and I were pretty good, so we didn't give our parents too much issues. Um, But I have to say they did a great job raising us. As I grew up, I always just wanted to be a doctor. I really enjoyed helping my grandma and helping her with her medicine and just, you know, being around her. And I really felt that um, it was placed on my heart that I just wanted to be a doctor to serve people. I think it's such a special relationship when people trust you um, like that. And you literally have people's hands in your lives and they're, you know, just telling you everything and you're there to help them solve it and to live a better life. Um, so that's the, that's the route I pursued. And as I started to study, I knew I always wanted to be a pediatrician. I taught Sunday school. I was involved in my youth group and I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to take care of adults. Can't stand them. I love me some kids. They're always hugging you. Um, but then as I did my training, I also really enjoyed medicine, just the medicine, the adult side too. So I was just at a crossroads and then it turned out that there are just a handful of programs where you can become dual boarded in both pediatrics and internal medicine and that's what I did God opened up the doors because it's super competitive to get into but you know what he laid on my heart that's the route I took and I got in trained so I am dual boarded in pediatrics and internal medicine so I get to take care of everybody 
or what I like to say, from the womb to the tomb, I take care of people. Um, And from there, I ended up meeting my husband in medical school, which was funny because when he first asked me out, I was like, oh, no, sir, I'm here to focus on getting my medical degree. Um, But God still just brought us together. And um, after training, we decided, you know, we're going to wait until we were done with training to have children. And God blessed us with triplets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so God for sure has a sense of humor. We were praying for twins because, you know, we waited until we were done with training. So we were like, hey, how awesome would it be to have twins? And both of us do have twins that run in our family. But God was just like, I'm just going to bless them with an extra one. And yeah. um, he threw an extra one in there. And um, right now I do practice. And I'm a full-time physician, but I'm also an associate program director, which I'm excited about. So I get to teach all the incoming young physicians before they graduate as they learn so they can become awesome doctors as they finish. Um, And then I just do a whole bunch of other stuff, (laughs) too, um, so that I can leave a legacy and I think just fulfill my purpose in life. I love that. I love that. So you became a doctor, you had triplets, and you also engage parents through a YouTube channel. What do you hope for caretakers who watch your show? Yes. So I do have a YouTube channel. It's called The Dr. Mom Show. And I started that about two years after the babies were born. And really, I just felt in my heart You know, I knew what it was to be a doctor and I obviously thought what it was to be a mom because I was a pediatrician giving all these moms, you know, information when they came. But after I became a mom, you know, it's so funny because I'm like, it's okay (laughs) because I had that experience as a mother at that point. So just that real life experience changed things. And um, I just felt that it would be an awesome resource to parents to one, get evidence-based medicine. You know, I feel there's a lot of social media blogs that are out there that people, you know, they write stuff. And um, I think it's fine to share your experiences, but I think there's something different about what we call evidence-based medicine in the medical field, just so people are knowledgeable and you get the whole aspect of things that is just not one-sided. So I always, you know, I tell my patients, you know, my goal isn't to convince you of doing something. It's just to give you all the pertinent information that you need in order to make a well-educated decision about your care and your child's care. And then in the mix, I include just my own personal experience as a mom of triplets and really just um, real life and balancing being a working mom And trying to keep myself healthy, keep my family healthy, and have fun all at the same time. So that's what I want parents to get out of it, that that you are able to keep yourself and your family healthy, but live a great life at the same time as a whole. Absolutely. Those are such important things. And uh, if I could tell a quick story for a second, my daughter is puppy sitting for a three pound pug this week and he's sweet, but he's high maintenance. And so we've been talking a lot about just as you have responsibilities like that, taking care of yourself so that you can 
give good care. And so I love that you're, that you're saying that and sharing that on your YouTube channel. It's such Thank an important you. message for parents to hear, but also for students as they're growing up to realize, like, these are things that I should implement in my life as I become an adult. Like I need to take care of myself to take care of all those responsibilities. So, so for parents and students who are planning on doing face-to-face, like in-person schooling, I want to go, I want to go here. I want to talk about back to school, making healthy choices for our families as we go back to school, because families right now are weighing this. They're going, okay, should I go into this building where there's going to be a lot of people and possibly expose myself to COVID-19, have my kid exposed and maybe family members that we care about or whatever. Um, So there's a, a concern on that side. But then there's also a concern for those who are maybe choosing a different route of schooling online at home and going, well, how do I make sure that I'm taking care of my kids' needs that way? So I want to like break those up and look at them separately. So for those who are looking at in-person schooling, what are two or three steps those families can take to make sure that their kids and their families have the healthiest year they possibly can? Yeah, so a couple of things would be, um, one, I think the most important thing is to really look at the numbers in your city or county and just be very aware about where you're, where you are and how it stands in the numbers of COVID-19, because there are some set hotspots. So I'm just going to use New York, for example, because that kind of became the epicenter of like everything. So of course, if you live in a place like New York versus like a smaller city in Arkansas, or I know like North Dakota, Um, places that are more farmland because people are further apart, didn't have as many cases, that makes a real difference. So one, be knowledgeable about the numbers because that really does change how careful and mindful you have to be when you're going out and around other people. Um, The second thing is just continue to follow the CDC to the Centers of Disease Control, the guidelines in regards to most schools that are opening back up. I haven't heard of any making them mandatory that you wear a mask, but personally as a parent, I would recommend that your child does wear a mask. I know it's super annoying. I have to wear a mask every single day. It's so annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Um, To have to wear all the time now, but it's a way to keep yourself and others safe. And then again, just continuing the social distancing. I mean, I remember when I was in school, the first day of school, you're like hugging everybody, especially now because most kids probably haven't really seen their friends for a very long time and really interacted with them on a personal level. So I still would encourage like air high fives, air hugs, um, elbow bumps. I mean, just really (laughs) kisses, kisses. Um, really just sticking to those rules because that will keep you safe as a student, but it will also keep your family safe. You know, if you have parents who may be older, if you have younger siblings or like grandparents who may live with you um, or who come over. So I would say those would probably be the most important things. Perfect. Yeah. I think that that's, that makes sense that you're going to pay attention to what is the threat in your area and then just paying attention to all those guidelines that they're giving us. So for those who are considering online schooling options, they're going to have a different exposure level to COVID-19, but there's other health factors that, that those kind of parents and those kind of families should consider. So what might you want those families to consider for the healthiest year, making that switch from being in the school building with other kids to schooling at home? Yeah, so a few things are, you know, if you're in a home that you're, you'll be doing learning virtually, if you have a parent or another sibling who's going out 
whether that's to school or to work, they should be following the steps that we just talked about and be careful that when you come home, you're doing appropriate hand hygiene. Again, washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Um, and just that contact, like parents who have infants or smaller kids, I really encourage that they change their clothes and especially infants, parents, moms who are breastfeeding. I tell them to shower before, you know, I have a mom who's a teacher and she said she um, teaches a special ed class and she said the kids love to play with their hair. And I'm like, when you get home, wash your hair, take a shower before you even touch your baby, mm -hmm. you know, because that risk just goes up. The more people who are touching you, obviously the risk does go up. So I think that's number one. Number two, um, the other thing that we have seen childhood obesity is is, uh, is the epidemic in the United States, but the numbers have gone up significantly since um, the lockdown, just because, I mean, you know, you've heard of like the COVID-15, that the majority of people on average have gained about 15 pounds. And with all joking aside, you know, with childhood obesity already being an epidemic, I think it's really important that we watch what we buy. I always remind parents that, you know, we're the ones who go to the grocery store and put what is in our house as far yeah. as foods and snacks. So I always say either put it someplace that your child cannot get to. So you monitor how much you're getting or just don't buy it. Because if you don't buy soda and they ask for soda, there's no soda in the house. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, so I think that's another thing to be mindful of because when you're learning, we're all guilty. If you sit down with a bag of chips and you're watching a movie or you're playing on uh, the computer, you can eat a whole bag of chips without any issues. So I think that's another important part and another health risk that will be there for kids who are learning virtually. Hmm. Yeah, that's a really, really important thing to consider is, you know, it's it's our job to, to choose what comes in the house and probably also to make sure that we're getting out and exercising too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, duly noted, I'm going to make some changes. <laughs> Sorry, family. <laughs> so um, what advice would you give parents and kids together as they're weighing the best option for their kids? What would you tell them about, you know, the biggest factors that they consider? How can they make a decision that they can feel like is the best decision for them? Yeah. So one, I just want to tell parents that whatever decision you make, I promise you there's no right or wrong decision. So I don't want you to feel guilty if you pick one and it doesn't necessarily work out. Um, or let's say your child goes back to school and they get sick, please I don't want you to blame yourself that, oh my goodness, I should have just kept them at home. No, no, no. There is no wrong or right reason. One, I think the main thing is you have to assess your family and your resources to see what is best for you as a family. And also the other thing is how does your child learn best? Because not every kid does well with virtual learning. I've had a couple of patients come in who these kids are, have been straight-A students, and as soon as the curriculum switched to virtual, they are struggling um, with their schoolwork. So there's a few factors to take into consideration. Again, as parents, if you have two working parents, you know, are you able to have somebody stay at home or to, for somebody to take care of your kids or watch them if they end up doing virtual learning? And then two, how does your child learn best? Would it be better for them to do in-person learning? Do they focus better or, you know, are they okay? Because really virtual learning is 
really individualized learning. It's almost like giving somebody a textbook and saying, hey, go ahead and read this textbook. We're going to quiz you on it. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a few like slides with some, with some summaries and you're good to go. Um, but I know there's some, some people out there where you learn better. You want somebody to teach you. You can read it, but you want somebody to teach you and kind of implement it. And that's how you understand. Um, so I think those are just some questions to ask yourself and to discuss with your family and also include your child in the discussion. I know as parents, sometimes we keep our kids out of it because we're looking at, oh, you know, are they going to get sick? What's the best way? What works for us? But include your child in the conversation and just say like, hey, you know, it, like, for example, if your child had already done virtual learning when the pandemic started, say, you know, how did you feel you did during that time? Do you feel that you want to continue this way or do you feel you would do better in you know in person at, and learning in school so definitely include your child in the conversation yeah so a lot of our listeners are teenagers and so what might you say to them about things things that would be important for them to bring up to their parents as they're looking at these options so i think some important things if your parents aren't including you be like excuse me mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> something to say. Say it in a nice way because remember, don't ever be rude to your parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, so definitely try to get into that conversation with your parents. Be honest with how you feel is the best way to learn. Um, I know when we're teenagers, we're very focused on seeing our friends, mm -hmm. but you know, ultimately think about think about yourself for a minute. And say, you know, will I be okay doing this? Because remember, once you start school, this is for a year. Um, and I'm not sure if the school districts, once you pick one way of learning, if you'll be able to transition or if you're, you're gung-ho once you pick, you know, it's sealed and delivered um, once it's said. So definitely have that conversation with your parents. Think about how you learn best. And then the other thing, just think about your own habits. You know, do you feel that doing virtual um, learning will help you grow as a person or do you feel doing in-school learning will help you grow as an individual so I think those are some big things and also your grade level I feel makes a difference some of my patients have brought up like I feel like my 12th graders have a tendency to veer more to the in-person learning because it's their last you know your last year of school um, so that's something to take into consideration is that you know if you may be in the 10th grade, you still have a few years left that you can always do virtual learning. But if you're a 12th grader, personally, I just feel like the kids that I know, they're like, eh, I prefer to go, you know, just to finish up that experience because, you know, with school, even though we all, I don't think anybody's like, oh, I'm so excited. Let me run to school. Um, I think there is something special about those years and especially your last year. So. Thank you so much. I think you gave permission all around for whatever is going to be best for your family. And even from kid to kid, that it may That's vary, right. that one kid may do better at school, one kid may do better uh, virtually, and, and that's okay. Yeah, definitely students bring up those concerns. And if, you know, if socialization is a concern, but online schooling looks like the best option, like you can talk through other ways of making sure that you get to connect with your friends. Dr. D, how can our listeners connect with you online? Yay, I love to connect with people. So <laughs> you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Dr. Mom underscore show. 
Um, of course, my YouTube channel. You can subscribe and follow me there. My new season starts next week. And Dana is going to be my first guest. Woo -woo. So she'll yeah. be on there. So you have to check her out. And, of course, that's the Dr. Mom Show. Um, you can follow me on Facebook at the Dr. Mom Show. And then, of course, you can email me. That's drmomshow at gmail.com. And I love to get comments. I love to get topic suggestions if there's things that you want me to talk about. Or even if you have questions, of course, with the Dr. Mom Show, this does not take the place. What I say does not take the place of your physician or your child's physician. But I love to get insight of what you guys want to hear about. Um, this coming season, I am more so focusing on entrepreneurial parents, especially moms, and again, how to balance their busy lives with um, keeping their kids and their family healthy. So, um, so I'm super excited about this season. It's going to be fun. Awesome. Okay. So Dr. D, because the show is Lively Conversations, you get three blanks and they can be ridiculous or they can be really respectful and uh whatever so for me today blank is life blank is life and blank is life what's life for you today so today my family is life for sure because the triplets are just so much but they're such a joy <laughs> such a joy sometimes i'm like ah but it's okay you know they're only this age one yeah they're four and a half right they're four and a half that's right okay. crazy four and a half <laughs> And then I would say fun is life. I think sometimes we get so busy and wrapped up. But remember to have fun in life because every day we have, it's it's just that day. It's that one time, one once we get to live this day. Like this day will not come again. And then the other thing is God is life. I always put God first. I would never be where I am right now without him. Um, I know he's my strength and he always um, blesses my family, keeps us, gives us favor. So he's always number one in our family. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. What a great conversation. Hey, if you want to be a guest on the Lively Conversations podcast, drop me a note at table112, that's the number 112.org slash guests, G-U-E-S-T-S. And you can tell me all about the inspiring and the cool things that you or your students are doing. I loved chatting with Dr. D. She's fun and super knowledgeable. And just for fun, we're going to put a cute picture of her triplets in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. I really appreciated Dr. D's reminders to practice the everyday habits of washing and being careful about shedding the germs that we're bringing home. Each of our families will have to weigh the options in light of our own circumstances and make the best choice for us. So if you have any specific concerns about your family's health, your doctor can help you navigate your own situation. I'm so thankful that she gave each of us room to make the best choice for us as we step into a very unique back to school season. As we get ready to turn over the as we get ready to turn over the lively conversation to you and your family, we want you to consider these verses as you talk. Now, this song in the Psalms isn't titled, so we don't know for sure who wrote it, but it sounds a lot like Moses. And you might remember that he was the leader of the Israelites when they were in the wilderness for 40 years. This song is all about God's protection in times of danger. And one thing to notice is in the first couple of lines, it actually says four different names of God. Those names would have reminded the people about how God is king, powerful, 
relational, and creator. And all of those assure us that we can trust God. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from the deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. With that in mind, here's this week's big question for you to discuss together. Is there something we can do to contribute to having a healthier school year? Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Don't forget to wash your hands, kiss your kids, love your families, and say your prayers. Good night. Bye.